This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. Welcome, you're listening to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. This week, I'm joined by Tom Newman, Jared Sharkey. How What's you doing? happening? It looks like you guys got some fresh haircuts for the yeah. spring here. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Looking good for the ladies at home. <laughs> I had a, a TV spot, and they often tell me, my family tells me, I got a better voice for radio and audio than I do on TV for looks. Yeah, that, I get the same thing. They tell me I got a face for radio and, right. and the podcast here. Uh, know, glad know, that's not all of us. <laughs> so you got all the looks out of, of the trio yeah, here. Get me on TV, this radio thing. I don't know. I'm questioning. Yeah, that's for sure. Pretty exciting. You guys into the NCAA? You got your brackets filled out? Yeah, fun time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do multiple ones a year, so... I'm excited. I'm always a little biased on my team, so I don't really ever do that well. So. I know. <laughs> when you say multiple, Tom, how many brackets are you in? I did five. Five? Yes. What's the budget? What's the bracket budget? Well, no, some of them are free. Is I this mean, a budget buster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to spend too much. Well, we got a great show this week, guys. I appreciate you being here. And, you know, there's this old saying in sports that defense wins championships. And this could not be more true than when it comes to planning for financial success and retirement. And, and, you know, I think about it this way, really to have the best chance of living the retirement you've always dreamed of, you really are going to need a strong defense. And during your working years, you may have relied more on offensive strategies to accumulate gains to grow your savings. But as you get closer to the time you plan to stop working, And especially after you've retired, you might be better off using a different, more defensive strategy to accomplish your objectives. And in today's show, I really want to discuss the defensive side of your retirement game plan and the importance of taking a more conservative approach to achieving success and really enjoying this retirement. You know, we we don't want to scrape by and, you know, live on ramen and SpaghettiOs, right? We want to have a confident retirement where you're sleeping well at night and you have the dignity that you work so hard and you deserve. And, you know, we, I often joke and say, you know, I, I'm, I'm really a, a sleep well advisor, right? And if we have a successful plan and we've addressed these risks, it really does let you sleep well at night. And we've seen some recent examples of that. COVID was a great example. You know, we were on, our, on the phone with our clients once a week. And, you know, frankly, we weren't panicked and most of them weren't either. But it was really a great opportunity to reconnect and say, hey, This we've tested for. This is what we see. This is what we're doing. But remember, there's always opportunities in every market, right? It's not the direction of the wind, but the set of the sail, right? That was a great time to do Roth conversions. Why? Portfolio might have been down 20%. You're going to pay a smaller tax bill, and it rebounded income tax-free. It was a great time if you had a very dynamic risk approach and you had a safe bucket and a risk bucket. Might have been a great time to carve a little bit of money out of that safe bucket, buy into the market when it was down 20 or 30%, let it rebound, right? So there's always going to be different strategies, but it really boils down to having a dynamic plan. Ours is called the Retirement Ready Roadmap. And one thing to think about, guys, if you have any concerns that a major stock market correction could increase the chances that you might outlive your money, then it's possible that your retirement portfolio is not positioned correctly. 
If you feel that too much of your savings is exposed to risk or you're not sure that your financial future is protected as much as it could be, reach out to us or find a good fiduciary, somebody that can sit down, really help analyze how much risk you're comfortable taking versus how much risk you're actually taking. We focus our financial advisory services on retirement planning only, so we know when it comes to investing, the strategies used while you're young and have many years until you retire should be very different. When you're in retirement, you want to be much more defensive as you approach that big date and you enter in retirement and you no longer get to draw that salary. This is true for anyone who will one day depend on their savings to provide income to pay bills and enjoy themselves in retirement. And today we really want to explore more defensive financial concepts, but we really want to spend some time on helping you derive a strategy that will ensure your success in your version of retirement. And I think as the first thing we need to think about is I think some people tend to focus on the wrong things at the wrong time. Yeah, and a common mistake in retirement planning is to focus on the wrong things at the wrong time. During the many decades a a person spends working and building a retirement nest egg, it's appropriate to focus most or all of the attention on this accumulation. The goal during this accumulation phase is to really rack up the gains as we move towards retirement. To have the best chance of accomplishing this often requires the adoption of a more offensive investment strategy. But perhaps you used a broker or financial advisor to help coach you during this accumulation phase. And that person may have excelled with this offensive part of your game. But as you near retirement, it really is important to understand that you are reaching a much different part of your game and different strategies will be needed to succeed. You know, the focus during this phase should be more on protecting and distributing what has been saved so that it will provide for your income needs throughout all of your remaining years. So, you know, succeeding in retirement requires a game plan that encompasses both a good offense as well as a good defense. And this means that it's essential to focus on the right things at the right time. And when it comes to your defensive strategy, it's important to be clear on your objectives. And while everybody is unique and has different things that are important to them, most people want at least these four basic things in retirement. They want the ability to count on secure income to pay essential living expenses. They want the ability to confidently spend their money as they pursue their retirement dreams. They want to reduce or maybe eliminate the need to always worry about money. And above all, they want to be certain that they will never run out of money during their lifetime. So if any one of these four things have resonated with you and are are important to you, and you are in or nearing retirement, you must make sure that you are shifting away from the offensive mindset when it comes to investing, because now is the time for you to go more onto the defense. And because different strategies are needed to excel at this part of your game, you may need a different kind of a coach to help devise and stick to the best game plan. Put me in, coach. (laughs) Lots of great folks out there. But, you know, I do think these are really important concepts to consider. Look, 
in my experience working with retirees, you know, if we had, let's imagine a situation where we had some crazy year and their portfolios were up 20 or 25%. Most of my families are not spending any more money. Of course, they're happy to make money, but they're not out spending like crazy. But if we lose 20 or 25% or 30 or 40 plus like we did in 2008, that's when they might be coming in and saying, can I go on that trip? You know, can can I order that case of wine that I like? Can I go on that, you know, to the to the golf course and all those fun things where people tend to hunker down and stop spending. And, and it just seems that that losses, you know, the, the pleasure of losses doesn't feel as good as the pain. Excuse me, the pleasure of gains doesn't feel as good as the pain of losses. Right. Those losses just seem to hurt more in retirement. So it's not it's not about eliminating risk. I mean, unless you just really don't want to earn anything, that's pretty impossible. But it's about managing that risk and making sure the portfolio is in that kind of risk envelope where we're considering, you know, how much we need to make to have a successful retirement and what that means on the risk side. And if it's down at those different levels, you know, do we have the stomach and the emotional capacity to not let it affect our retirement, to test for it? to not have to worry so you're sleeping well at night and that's really important and one thing jerry we want to think about is you know you do want to have the ability to defend your portfolio against stock market losses yeah you do tony that's a great point i mean nobody once they get to retirement really want to have that lifestyle change or or be living a certain way and things drop and all of a sudden have to go back or or change to kind of get defensive they can have their uh, portfolio set up in a way to to avoid some of those situations. And, and we all love the huge, huge gains. We all want those big returns. A lot of those strategies over the long haul has actually gotten you to where you are with your portfolios today. Uh, and those portfolios were usually built using financial instruments such as stocks, bonds, have different mutual funds, perhaps real estate, just different investments that tend to be a little more aggressive, tend to have those ebbs and flows throughout the market. But you have that long term outlook where you're not depending on that money and you can actually continue to let it grow in your early working years. Uh, so we all want to see that 80 yard touchdown pass, uh, that big play, but in doing so there's risk involved. There could be an interception. The quarterback could get sacked. So you have to weigh all of those options. And, and if you get a couple of those big plays, do you need to keep doing that? Is it worth it? Or is this now time where you can kind of uh, run the ball, run, run the clock out and just kind of make keep it smart? And so with risk and reward, they kind of go hand in hand if you're taking on more risk you should be getting more reward and vice versa and and that's where you really want to look and make sure that you have an efficient portfolio to where you're actually getting the amount of reward for the risk that you're actually taking on and and the risk can tend to be more appropriate when you're younger in life and that's for two reasons you don't you don't need the money for income you can hold on and wait let it recover but it's also uh retirement's far away you have the time for your investments to actually recover from their losses Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Great points, Jared. And you talked about this 
concept of efficiency of the portfolio, and I'm, I'm going to overgeneralize, but there's this concept we kind of all follow called modern portfolio theory, and, and the general idea is we want an efficient portfolio, and we define that to mean if you're taking the risk, you should be rewarded with the amount of right of return. If you don't want much risk, that's okay, but you can't have the same expectation of return. Sometimes we meet families and they have what we call inefficient portfolios, meaning they're taking the risk, so they're getting stung on a downside. Statistically, the risk is there, but they're not getting the reward that they might you know, deserve to get for that level of risk. So that efficiency really makes a difference. And Tom, I think you know this concept of stock market losses does have a much different impact the closer you are to retirement. And this is especially true for the many people who will be counting on their savings to provide the money they will need to pay their bills. So let's assume stocks are a major portion of your retirement assets and a market correction causes a 25% decline in the value of your portfolio. If you are relying on this money to provide the income you need, you may be left with no other choice than to sell some of your stocks at the depressed value. And the problem is that uh, because these values are less, you would be required to sell a greater number of shares to generate the same amount you need. And since the these sold shares are no longer in your portfolio, there is no way for you to benefit from subsequent rebound in the stock's value. As an alternative, you could instead cut back on your expenses, cancel some planned travel, maybe stop playing golf or dining out. This is exactly what many people often end up doing when the stock market falls. They kind of hunker down and they spend a little less money as possible. But an important question to ask yourself, if you really want to spend the years you have remaining watching every penny that you spend. Well, that sounds fun. <laughs> not really. <laughs> the more, uh, the, the more um, your answer is no, the more you should consider adopting defensive strategies that don't tie all of your future retirement income to the inevitable ups and downs of the stock market. Great point, Tom. And a quick question for you. So if you go into a phase where you got to hunker down, what's the meal of choice? Is it ramen, SpaghettiOs, Spam? What, what, what's your go-to? That is a great question. Um, I'll do meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah, is that pretty, okay? You, you can do that fairly can, inexpensive. Yes. But, but what's the shelf life there? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know about that. You got to get nervous about, you know, yeah. these uh, pastas in a can with meat. Like, how does yeah. that meat, you know, it's just. Well, I'm going the ramen noodles. I mean, my grandma, it was funny. Growing up, I always thought she had the best noodle recipe. And then I found out later on the ramen noodles. So, yeah, uh, there's something to that, though. Isn't it great? When I was in college, I'd buy cases of ramen noodles. And to mix it up because you just get so sick of it. One time I make it with broth. The other time yep. I, I drain it, make exactly. it dry, feel like I'm having a pasta, you know. Mm -hmm. Had to mix it up. Had to get through college. I was working full time, going There's to school. There's an art to it. Yeah. There's definitely an art to it. And, 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 you know, I think also, Jared, you know, it's very common, probably one of the most common questions we get, whether it's through the show here or on TV or, or kind of educational, you know, workshops that we're doing or in the office is people are asking some version of, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? And most people tie that to a specific number in their head. 
But but what they're really asking us is about income. What they're really saying is, do I have the income I need to survive all the ups and downs in retirement? And, and you know, do I have a chance about living my assets? And I think it's really important to defend yourself from that risk. Yeah, and everybody tends to have different objectives when it comes to this and what their financial success of retirement actually is. And unfortunately, there's no one size fits all strategy that will be best for meeting every person's definition of success. But if you are like most people, a primary goal will be to actually avoid risk of outliving your savings. Uh, nobody wants to do that because then yeah, everybody's living a little bit, little bit longer. And, and if that comes the case, then what do you do? And you, you just kind of have your social security or you're, you're changing your lifestyle. So I almost think about it as like uh, yards on a football field, advancing a hundred yards on the field would be equivalent to that longer age of living to a hundred years in this analogy. And with people living longer, there might be a real possibility, but the, the specific number of years you might live is not important for the example. Instead, think of the goal line as being the end journey and the world. So you got to get that touchdown. The last thing you want to have happen is to find yourself broke, still several yards short of the goal line. So you're on that, you get to the seven yard line, the game's over. What do you do? Good question. What do you do if that happens? And, and these are important things to really plan for. And Tom, I, you know, I think there's some exercises you can take yourself through to help you process this and determine, you know, am I at risk? And if making sure you you don't outlive your savings is a primary importance to you, then you must be certain that the financial instruments that make up your retirement portfolio are just best suited to meet that objective. An exercise that might give you some insights as to the appropriateness of your present portfolio is to examine each individual investment you have and ask yourself, how certain am I that this investment will provide me with the income I need for the rest of my life? And a common mistake that's easy to make when doing this type of assessment is to solely focus on rates of return achieved by that particular investment. Rates of return and, and investment performance don't always translate into a confident, steady lifetime income. Next, you want to consider your investments and accounts as a whole. The individual parts are made up of investments and financial instruments that you and your financial advisor put together to accomplish a specific purpose. What is that purpose and how well does it match with what you are really wanting from your money? While the following might be somewhat exaggerated example, it may help explain the importance of making sure your portfolio's objective is appropriate for what you want to accomplish. So for instance, let's consider a 90-year-old woman. Uh, her retirement portfolio is worth around $3 million. Maybe she has a nice home. Maybe she's paid off her mortgage completely already. And, and she lives a relatively modest lifestyle. While her $3 million portfolio might be constructed with great investments, what is the purpose? Is she and her broker trying to beat the market? And if so, why? If she only spends, say, $60,000, $70,000 a year, it's hard to imagine she would ever spend all of that money during her lifetime. And this is exactly likely true even if her portfolio provided no additional income or, or no additional growth whatsoever. 
So maybe her objective is to make a lot of money so that she can pass it on to her beneficiaries and leave them wealthy. And if that is what she wants, then perhaps it makes sense. But no matter how skilled the investor, if the goal is to beat the market, keep pace with the market, or conservatively capture a portion of market performance, there will be some level of risk involved. A person should only take risk regardless of how minimum it might be when it's needed to meet his or her objectives. Really important. And understanding those objectives is really critical. I mean, there's, I think there's so many kind of misnomers out there, if you will. Some people say you have to have a million dollars. Other sources say you only need to have 80% of your pre-retirement income. Well, I mean, how many of us want to retire and day one cut our expenses by 20%? Not most people, right? Most people, their expenses actually go up because there's a bucket list, some things they want to enjoy. Maybe that comes back down after you've accomplished a bunch of that stuff. And then, of course, goes back up later in life for healthcare expenses. So needs to be a lot more dynamic. And the other thing, Tom, to your point, right, we need to know the goals. Some families come in and say, I am living on ramen and SpaghettiOs because I want to pass on as much as I can. Well, now we have time horizon back. Maybe they have a pension income need and they don't have to worry about income, right? So maybe we can take some more risk. Other families say, I want to enjoy and what's left is left. And then other families say, look, in an ideal world, the day I pass away, my checkbook balances to zero, right? So so they're very different objectives. And perhaps if the lady in your example was younger, it might have been wise to expose some portion of her portfolio to greater risk to combat inflation. But the specific portion exposed to the risk of loss should not be more than what's absolutely necessary in order to meet our objectives. And if this is the, the sense that your broker or financial advisor might be focusing too much on picking investments because they offer the potential of great returns, this might be an indication that it might not be the best coach to help you at this part of the game. The more you and your advisor value an investment because of its potential to rack up great returns, the more you might be trying to win the championship by being in an offensive powerhouse. It might work, or it might end in an interception or a quarterback sack that could cost you the game. Just remember, it's defensive more often that wins championships, and I think with a more defensive game plan and a right coach, you not only remove a lot of the uncertainty about your future, it could also be the key to enjoying the retirement you have always dreamed of. This is exactly what we attempt to do for our clients that we meet with every day, and we're certainly willing to help you whether you have a quick question or you want to set up a complimentary virtual or in-person appointment, you can see all of those options right at retirementreadyshow.com. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to having you again. Thanks. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial 
financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.